Hello, friends. This is It Came From a Basement, a show where we cover the contents of the 96 discs inside a mysterious DVD binder that has been delivered to us by the turning wheel of fate. I'm Dean. He, him. I'm Dan. He, him. I'm Roxy. She, her. And I have a question. <laughs> I have a question for you, too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you horny, bait? No, I, okay, I was going to do Austin Powers, but I can't do it. <laughs> what the- I was going to do Austin Powers. I was going to ask you guys if you're horny because it's episode 69. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked it up. Uh, I can't I can't believe it. <laughs> I, I, can't be- I, I can't believe it. <laughs> I fucked up my Austin Powers impression. <laughs> I know. I can't Powers. believe I There's did so it. There's so much I can't believe right now. I can't believe... <laughs> You were going to do an Austin Powers impression. I can't believe you fucked it up. <laughs> I can't believe they haven't done a new Austin Powers film. Yeah. I can't believe it's episode no, 69. No time to behave. <laughs> no time to be horny. Yeah, no time... Uh, cas- casino... R- Randy. <laughs> That's really good. That's um, really good. Uh, <laughs> quantum of sex. Yeah, quantum. <laughs> Just give me a quantum of sex, please. <laughs> what, z- what, what zero sex does to a motherfucker? <laughs> New tab at Pornhub.com. Quantum, quantum of sex. Of- I just Open the quantum sex Pornhub tab. Quantum sex. <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Sex Mania. That's basically what that movie should be anyway. You're just fucking orgy the whole time. Ant Man Ant Man movies are they the the horniest MCU movies? Probably hmm. um, Maybe. I don't think so. See, I think those movies need some more horn. But you know, Guardians? There's no horniness mm. in Marvel movies. There's, There's like, like almost, almost none. It's a shame. It's pretty yeah. wild. Imagine if we got the amount of horniness that is in The Last Jedi in a Marvel movie. Uh, no one would be... It, every movie would be good. Imagine <laughs> like if we no got the amount of horniness we got every time Zack Snyder photographed Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just infuse that. What is? I guess uh, Marvel stuff. Yeah. What uh, is the horniest Marvel movie? Is it? Is it? I, I'm inclined to say one of the Guardians, but even those are really not there. It's it. It's probably Guardians Two. That is a pretty horny movie. It's in the like... age. Of, no, it's Age of Ultron, and it's the Mark Ruffalo falling into the boobs shot. Oh unfortunately. God. That's anti-horny. Yeah. That well, it's Joss Whedon's horniness coming through is the problem. Uh... Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, if you don't know what our Although show the is Ant-Man, about, you know the Ant Man powers. Are they the most? Oh my god! Well, maybe not it's... useful. I don't know if "useful" is the right word, but interest. Maybe in useful, probably useful. Definitely the most the useful most... and interesting powers in a sex uh, situation. Quantum I, sex um, situation. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you're probably right until we get to I think Mr. Fantastic when he's introduced. That's the most sexual mm-hmm. like suggestive power there is. You know? Sure. He gets... Sure, he's just very on the face. I just think Ant-Man you could come up with some weirder stuff. 
don't know. He just goes. He just goes in there. You know. I just, just what if you were like a foot tall? What could you do? You know. <laughs> I just feel that? like that would be really interesting. I was Looks just thinking. Cool. Like, here's here's my what? idea. Here's my idea. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, Ant Man and the Wasp. They both have the same abilities. What if they both got real big? Uh, and got to fucking the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Specifically the Grand Canyon? Like, just some big space. It'd be interesting like, if they uh... were exhibitionists and it was in, like, the middle of downtown somewhere. Mm, mm. And, like, yeah, knocking yeah, yeah. over buildings with the dongs and See, they, and stuff. The, this is an interesting line of thought, too, because we know <clears throat> from Ant-Man and the Wasp that when you get big, you get loopy. So that's some <laughs> weird sex. That's some that's some like on drug sex it probably is cuz like you're mm-hmm. like you don't have enough oxygen and you're just like fainting and then you wake up briefly and it's like oh, I'm having sex right now. Oh my god. It's Those crazy are interesting stuff. Interesting times, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we could, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Larry Fishburne's in that movie. I think Larry Fishburne instantly makes a, a movie like 0.5% more horny, right? Because, oh mm-hmm. yeah, because he's oh, Larry Fishburne. Yeah. Larry Fish. Yeah, anytime if... Fishburne like looks at you and says something, it's five percent, at least. Five percent. You more. imagine? Hold on, I want us to oh, imagine God. a world in which in which um, James Gunn didn't get hired back for Guardians Three, and they managed to snag the Wachowski sisters because oh. that would be the horn. That would immediately like just Holy their names on the project fuck. would be hornier than any other Marvel movie that's mm. ever existed. Right. I now really want a Wachowski's uh, Marvel movie. It would be, oh man, never. They would, I think they'd quit. But... They would quit because Marvel wouldn't let them put a sex scene in it. Yeah, or like be well. They made Speed Racer, I guess, but fucking you know. outrageous. Speed Racer is horny in a different way. Yeah. Bound? Like, Bound is the best. Bound rocks. Bound f- rule. This is our official recommendation. If we haven't talked about it before, which I'm sure we have, go watch Bound. Watch. Listen. Watch Bound. Watch all of their movies because all of their movies are good, mm-hmm. I think. But, like, if you watch Bound, because you've probably never heard of it, watch Cloud Atlas, because you've probably been led to believe that it's not good, which is an incorrect assessment of that film. Mm-hmm. I'm so uh, glad everyone came around on that movie. Cloud Atlas is a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece, yes. It's absolutely almost unpeachable. Right. <laughs> almost. It is almost, almost. there. Right. Except for, uh, like, one little thing. Maybe. Except for one little thing, yeah. Um... And then the other one, and then obviously Speed Racer, but I feel like you've probably heard about Speed Racer being perfect before. Mm-hmm. I but. still have to watch Sense8. It's Sense8. mounting on my list of shame. It is. An ex- I've only seen season one. It's an extremely odd show that's kind of frustrating, but when it hits its peaks, it is, like, transcendent, I think, a couple mm-hmm. of times. Mm-hmm. There's a great scene involving um, What's Going On by Four Non Blondes, which is just, nice. like, like really incredible television. There's an, there's an orgy scene? Like, come on. Like, come orgy on. scene's crazy. It's so nuts. It'd be a better movie, I think, but... Interesting. Um, I remember that being my issue when I tried to watch it, like, years ago. It was like, this is slow. 
Yeah, it's really slow. But, you know, hmm. we'll see. I should. I, I do want to get back to it. Sense8 being a movie is something that I wish I could dream of, and it See, comes if this was true. like the Jap- Japan, I'm sure there <laughs> would be like a movie compilation of the entire series. Yeah. I, was trying, to, shit. I yeah. was trying to segue into if, the episode. Oh, my bad. Dude, go again. Go again. But no, no. I'll get out of your way. I'm sorry. It's okay. Do it. Uh, I want to hear it. All right. Um, Please. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so I'm so tempted to do another Austin Powers impression, but I feel like I'll just fuck it up again. Oh well, wouldn't you love to have gone to another reality where you didn't fuck it up? In and if you could dream that I can do an Austin Powers impression, yeah, that'd be a better world. Yeah. Can someone drop a clip? Whoever's editing this, drop a clip of of Austin Powers saying "Are you horny, baby?" in here. Okay. Put that over top of me doing it the first time. <laughs> Absolutely so that nothing will make not. sense. Whoever's editing this, <laughs> listen to me and do not do that at all. Disregard. Uh, if you don't know what our show is about. <laughs> Wait, us... what? I don't know what our show is about. <laughs> let us tell you. We are in the possession of a haunted DVD binder. Uh, it is How presented... did they get in possession of this again? Uh, it came from a basement, right? Mm. If I'm if I've if I've been told correctly, yeah, that's the version of truth that I'm choosing to believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, all it's of what the I've discs, been told. yeah, all of the discs mm. inside are immutable. We do not uh, get to pick which order we watch these films. Um, we the whole binder was filled. Every every page, every crevice, every crevice, with discs. So I'm saying you could do when you're Ant Man, in a in a oh sex position. God. Every there'd be no crevice, <laughs> no crevice left Unexplored. unfilled. And not even by like the parts that you'd think it'd be. That's it'd what be I'm get, saying. Like yeah. you would just. It would be a totally. I'm just saying it would be way different. The whole thing could be. You an could interesting experience. You would. I don't want to get vulgar crevices... on this show. I'm not gross. <laughs> I've never said anything yeah. gross on here. <laughs> just let okay. it all be to the imagination. But I'm just saying, uh, the imagination's going. Imagination's moving. Ant Man, Ant Man gets up in there, and then and then gets a, and then it gets a little bigger. It presses on some this. spaces, and all you hear from inside of you is, "You feeling Randy?" The so the binder has given us the two thousand a disc of the A and E adaptation of the of the uh, Ursula K. Le Guin novel television film Lathe of Heaven uh, from two thousand and two. What is the horniest disc in the binder so far? Mm. I don't think it's the softcore porn that was in there because that was edited. Right. I was going to say, it's amazingly not the porn that we watched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the literal porn. There's, I would, we could go, we, once we get to the... Die, to Mommy, the, Die? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, once we get no, to the binder, the binder awards at the end of this thing, we'll, we'll, I think we'll really the have bindies? to suss it out. The bindies. Imagine having to think of, like, 
like best car chase in the binder and it's like i don't know what any car chase in the binder is. <laughs> i don't remember oh um premonition yeah it's the only one we have ever, ever done the car chase thing for right yeah premonition we remembered no it wasn't the only one we ever did the car chase from. Time. it's the one that we it's the one yeah, that we remembered that we do the car chase stuff uh in the <laughs> yeah. middle of the show <laughs> this is a bad podcast Someone had the truth to say it. The bravery, I meant. Uh, so this, I, I have a few qu- So Lathe of Heaven is directed by um, Philip Haas. Unrelated. Uh, unrelated to, to, to Luke. I, that was my first thought I have in my notes. The Haases? Not true. Um, starring James Caan, Lucas Haas, and Lisa Bonet. Crazy cast for this. Kind of a, kind of a crazy cast. And- David Straight Straithairn? Did he say his name? Straithairn, mm. I think. Straithairn? I don't. Who is David Straithairn? What? He's in, I have no in, idea who this guy is. He's, he's in Nomadland. Nomadland. Yeah. Oh, he's the dude. He's the dude from he's in Nomadland. The Expanse. Uh, he's in Godzilla. He's in fucking Godzilla. Oh my god. He's yeah, in a lot of a, He goes okay. back for a while. Okay, he's a he's a guy. He's, he's technically great. probably genuinely one of the best actors working today great yeah. character actor Superb. interesting okay he was the guy who when i was watching nomadland i said oh that's the other actor in this film yes yeah right <laughs> okay cool <laughs> all right all right all right i want david straight there and he feels like he should be your uncle that comes over and sells you mm. pot, you know yeah. he's got a good vibe yeah I don't know. Is that is that intended to be a good vibe statement you just made or a Absolutely, bad vibe? Absolutely, yeah. No, okay. those are the yeah. He's the um, uncle that when you're at like family events and shit, you kind of like, you know, you see across the room and it's like, well, oh, time to smoke. Yeah, time to smoke. Nice. That's the Seems... that's the vibes I get from David Strathairn. Nice. He's in Lincoln. It's pretty cool. Uh, it seems like he was in The Sopranos for a couple episodes too. Oh shit. He was yeah. in uh, Fast Color. Mm. You ever see Fast Color? I haven't. Uh, Gugu Mbatha-Raw. He is. Good movie. He was in... Oh, that's where I know him from. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you said Godzilla, and he's also in King of the Monsters, too. Uh, <laughs> but also, he's he's going to be in Nightmare Alley from Guillermo del Toro. Nice. Lincoln. Ah, oh, good stuff. Uh, yeah, he's in it. Oh, and also... Um, uh sheila mccarthy another uh workhorse uh, character actor uh whom i recently watched in the disney channel original film cowbells he's in la confidential too sorry 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 my dad's yelling at me about fucking la confidential all the time (laughs) cowbells cowbells yeah with ali and aj and uh, yeah. uh, Jack Coleman from uh, Heroes was in it. Hmm. Good movie. Cool. Uh, I, I, as far as DCOMs go, I thought it was a pretty good one. Anyway. I, I don't know anything about I don't know it. what we're talking about right now. What the fuck is going on? DCOM? D- Disney Channel original movie? Oh. DCOM. DCOMs, as they're, as they're known in the biz. Uh, James Con Predator Two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck up. 
Uh, James Con, end of tweet. End of episode. End of episode. It is a genuine. I'm gonna plug James Con's Twitter. It is a genuine, worthwhile thing to just go through and read his entire Twitter feed. It is amazing. Oh, uh, endless entertainment. It's not even that much because he doesn't tweet. He really does not take advantage of that 140 characters most of the time. <laughs> so it's a quick read. And for a long time, he wasn't tweeting. There was a big gulf. He's been tweeting a lot more recently, but mm-hmm. it's like a gulf of time. So you, uh, he's such. He's maybe the best tweeter of all time. End of tweet. End of tweet. End of tweet. Yeah, can I buy a NF a non fungible token of James oh, Con's Twitter? That's the only art I want to get. No, oh, can we not? I'm kidding. <laughs> can we not talk about? I know. As soon as I said it, I was I regretted it. Because all we're going to do is get angry. Yeah, demerit for you. I'm, I'm already going to get angry over the fact that this movie is like has a cool premise. I think that they just it does nothing with. What is the premise? The premise uh, or are we this... done the cast? I'm sorry, I was segueing. We're done. The, I... We're done the cast. We're, we can get segue? into the. No, I think we could get into the into the movie. I do have a couple questions before we start, but you can set up your. You could talk about what you were about to talk about. The the premise is that this guy, he sleeps, and whenever he dreams, he wakes up, and reality has changed based on what he has dreamed, and that inherently is a premise that can get pretty wacky, and in fact, in the book that this movie is based on. Uh, like the entire Earth's population dies out because he dreams about solving overpopulation. Um, alien, he dreams of the humans achieving world peace, and that is accomplished by aliens setting up shop on the moon and people coming together to fight them. And then when someone tells him he should dream about aliens not being on the moon anymore, he does. And then aliens are on the Earth attacking everyone. Oh my God. Um, and it's just like stuff like that. That like even if that doesn't make a story that's good it still is more interesting than he goes to sleep and wakes up and this dude is a little richer for f- an hour and a half yeah he goes to sleep and I'm, then yeah. like uh, the lady gets a new outfit yeah it, it is it's, it's so baffling also like i don't know if it wanted to go the route of being boring i think it should have leaned more into his psychological uh like state because uh if i kept waking up and the world had changed but i was the only one who knew or believed it i think i'd go crazy in like five minutes which this movie opens up with him being crazy and then it just kind of i mean not really it just opens up with him taking some drugs to like calm himself down but then it like forgets about that because james con wants to be a big psychologist and uh connect his brain to this dude i don't know what's going on with the brain stuff but it's Um, nuts what are your questions? I have three questions. Right. One, one. Who? When? What time of day did this air on the A and E network? What? What was its time slot? I would really love to know. Uh, okay. Let me. I'm gonna try to do some research on that while we're yeah. while we're talking. That would have did been a good thing. We mentioned Lisa Bonet it. in the cast. Oh yes, yes, we did. Okay. Lisa oh. Bonet. Great. Yeah. Speaking of Jason Momoa oh. and sex appeal. Oh, right. they're together, right? Yeah. They're wow, having yeah. sex and producing children. Those two. That's So, so that's really that's really what kids. life's about, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know that that's an interesting question, Dean. I would assume without look like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find that information, but I would assume that it would air at like I don't know seven p.m. Uh, is that the right time? Do you think? Uh, it feels like. I mean, the thing is, is James Con yeah is in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and like they came out back when he was bigger, right? I mean, like he wasn't. I mean, he's I don't know. always he's James Con. He's yeah, James Con. I mean, Khan. he was a draw for Elf, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> right, right. This was uh, around Elf time. Yeah, so I think that they would probably try to position. I mean, it's A and E in 2002. Eight thirty or nine, right? Yeah, it's got to be prime time. Is I mean, that too late? Did they, I like think, I'm the, my question is who was this for? Did they want people to fall asleep to this movie? Um, I think that they probably put it in prime time between seven and nine. Mm. Uh, it's not seven prime time. You know what I mean? It's in that like, it's in that early evening, like starting to get into night area where they put this. Um, because they wanted to get eyes on it, and I think that they would probably be shocked if they said people were falling asleep to this or turning the channel off. Mm-hmm. It's got James Conn in it. Though I don't know. Kind, okay. Does it, though? I know we see Does him, it have... and he's acting, but is he awake? <laughs> is he no. awake? He's in it for a lot of it, though. He but he does not appear did they wake until him about up 12 before minutes they called in the action? movie. That's my question. But he is in quite a bit of it. He's got a beard. Yeah. He oh wears my god, does he have a fucking beard? Um, my, my third question. Wait, what was your second question? Who Who is this for? Okay, um, I don't know. Second, who? third question? Uh, my third question, how are we gonna put heaven in a lathe? That's yeah, it. Like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, like... Apparently that's a, a, a mistranslation, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Did we see that? I think on the on the Wikipedia. Yeah, from... we do we do research on our podcast. <laughs> we look at the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Um, tweeted us. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about the mistranslation thing, but mm-hmm. uh, it would be an interesting. I mean, like, what if this? Okay, what if this movie? Well, hold on, back up for a second. Oh my God. First, we gotta like decipher the title. It's the Lathe of Heaven. It is not heaven getting lathed mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> it's not heaven can lathe it's not that it it is, it <laughs> is heaven can lathe is my seven season sitcom i'm working on. <laughs> it's lathe of heaven which implies a lathe that came from heaven now is that like a regular lathe that is just heavenly Roxy, angelic i don't even? know what the fuck we're talking about but let's just assume that it's a heaven getting it laid. A, it, is, it actually is a good quote. Should we uh, hold on? Fuck, I yes. need to look it up. Yeah, let's let's get interesting on this podcast. That'd be cool. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, we literally sure. talked about every like the plot of this movie. I'll, I'll do it as quickly as I can. Oh, see, we can boy? wrap this up with Marvel shit too. I know what I'm talking. We can do this. Okay. Good. This uh, quote can yeah. The Vision says the same thing in Age of Ultron. Uh, okay, hold on. It's um, this boy dreams when he wakes up, uh, reality is shifted. He takes drugs to kind of uh, stop that from happening. He is caught shoplifting or something like that. He goes to court. They assign him a psychiatrist who is James Caan, 
and who decides to exploit his condition even though he does not like the iteration of him that is exploiting him will not get to reap the benefits because he does not remember i think the previous like reality but anyway he uses it to get himself like richer and more famous and it seems like he's uh also like copying the brainwaves of this kid lucas haas to like you know to do it himself and meanwhile lucas haas is like falling in love with lisa bonet they eventually have sex um i think i don't know and then james con uh brains himself into being uh like i don't know brain dead he just think he he accomplishes the task of changing reality but then i think he thinks about it too hard and he turns himself into a little like guy who lives only in the present moment yeah uh and uh the world's fixed at the end um i think there's like a there's a a disease that only targets white people uh that happens in the middle of this um lisa benoit gets a few new outfits they fuck inside of the meerkat exhibit at the philadelphia zoo um (laughs) you know what i'm talking about right no Oh come on! You haven't seen that episode of Sunny when they go to the they go to the oh, zoo. Oh right, and they're yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. they're looking in the little orbs. That's what yeah. they fucking because they're like there's like <laughs> like where where are they? Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> they're in like a weird orb place. They're like in the woods, and there's like a hotel underground, and all of the rooms have like little orb windows at like at surface level that you can look in from above, and they're having sex underneath one of these. It's I'm like, gotta, gotta call in Ant-Man, Please. I guess. Yeah, the exhibitionist, <laughs> Ant-Man on the line. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the movie's over. Uh, I, I mean... I have... I was, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I was hoping we'd go through this scene by scene, but, you know, that's, that's fine. We... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shut, Shut the fuck up. up. I have it playing right now for that expressed reason. Oh, okay, okay. Judge... The judge. Oh, I I have a few a few overall things to say. One. Wait, 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 wait. Let me. I just want to end my thing really. David Straight Straight Heron, Straight Heron, whatever is he's there too. He's like a dude that this guy talks to, and he apparently knows that he that reality shifts. I think that's the implication there. Anyway, go ahead. Angelo. Battlementi. Angelo Battlementi. Mm -hmm. He doing doing a Blade Runner score. (laughs) <laughs> listen like straight up blade runner blues plays in this movie a few times <laughs> i i love me some angelo i yeah. love it he is he like what like if your material is not inherently interesting i mean his music puts me to sleep regardless of whether oh, or not what it's in front of you're gonna sleep you're gonna fall asleep but when it's in front of this <laughs> it like it almost kills you. <laughs> and when they're literally talking about hypnosis and, and they're having like close-up shots of someone falling asleep for what feels like 50% of this movie, I mean, this it genuinely feels like this was manufactured to put human beings to sleep. <laughs> Remember how a few episodes ago we were talking about The Exorcist 2 when it was all like weird hypnotism talk? Yeah. Uh, and like yeah. strobing lights. This is like... We don't. I I feel like we don't do the hypnotism scene all that much in this movie, but the overall feeling is like 
it's all dreams. It's like, it's just a dream after a dream after a dream, and you're asleep, and you're asleep, and you're asleep. He hypnotizes him by, like, choking him out. (laughs) He's, like, massaging his throat every ten minutes. He's, like, putting both of his hands on his fucking throat. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah, I didn't know that that was a technique for hypnotism. You're going to, I mean, hey, that's going to knock someone out, right, eventually. <laughs> yeah, it's the Vulcan nerve pinch. Um, do you guys know, Ang- did we talk about Angelo Benamente, a returning Binder alum, first of all? Hold he on. Did, he did the score for Evalenko. Oh my fucking God, he did. Yeah, I forgot about that until I looked up his credits. Did you know he also did the music for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? What? I don't I didn't you have know, that on the top of my head, but I feel, I feel like, like I, I might have read that. that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I knew that in the way in the way back. It's a fact that uh, you can't keep in your mind because <laughs> every time you hear it, it's like it self deletes. It has like a it has like a little like no, like note on it that says, "Okay, get get rid of this in a couple weeks." It's it's not supposed to be here. Help me if I if I'm wrong. Didn't he do at least he provided some music for the uh, Fahrenheit? Uh, the David Cage game, video game. I am unsure oh, about that because God, I don't know anything don't know. about that dude. Um, I'm pretty sure he did the the first David Cage sense. game. Yeah, and he's 84 years old. Angelo. Um, let's see. Uh, he's got a good name. <laughs> he does. This is great yeah. content. Um, I don't see it on here. <laughs> Uh, Everyone in this movie, you know how you can tell it's a dystopian movie. Mm. How? Uh, Because everyone wears black. That's true. Uh, Every set is gray. This is. I wanted to move over to the fashion. Um, Uh, They had. Oh, go ahead. uh, I was going to say Angelo Benamente. Really quick. uh, Crazy, crazy career because you know a lot of lynch movies Evilenko, mm-hmm. he did the dominion a prequel to the exorcist movie um oh, and sure. fahrenheit in the same year uh and his immediate next thing after that was the wicker man like the remake of the wicker man oh my god yeah it absolutely nuts crazy dude I love that the guy who did Mulholland Drive also did National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, uh, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street Three, Dream yeah, Warriors, yeah, Dream Warriors, Hell yeah, yeah, The Wicker Man. What a nutso career! Angelo, <laughs> <laughs> he composed the 1992 Summer Olympics theme song. Oh, good for Angelo! Yeah, what a good for Mr. Adelamente. Yeah, I don't know him like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't disrespect him like that by just throwing his first name around like we're fucking pals. I don't go to the fucking bar with Mr. Battlemente, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Angelo! But if I did, I would be yelling that every time I saw him. Angelo! Battlemente! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Get a shot from my friend Angelo! This... This movie, I have a couple of notes that I do want to, to, but they're all kind of just observations. That's Uh, cool. Love that. Give it to us. I love the fashion in this movie because it's, uh, other than the fact that it was so, like, drab, if there was color in this fashion, I would fucking wear it. It's like, 
there was the one uh, collar that James Caan was wearing that was like, it had like, the tips of the collars were like upturned, like folded in so that it was like a square bottomed collar. Mm. Uh, and then the, he was, Lucas Haas was wearing this weird rubber like rain suit with like a yeah. weird hood. He looks he like a like, yeah. fucking guy from like Alien Three. Yeah, everything was crazy, and like everyone just like had like weird jackets. Oh, uh, Lisa Bonet had on uh, a a standard white button up like pleated shirt with the top half of like a leather jacket that stopped like right like it looked like a chest plate. With Are you talking pads. about the like the the car mat that they had like yeah <laughs> strapped and then, to her as a waitress then, or whatever? Yeah, the waitress like she had body armor. No, yeah, it, it wasn't it looked, the waitress. I thought it was a laser tag uh, thing at first, and then I thought <laughs> yeah. it looked someone just picked up their their car mat off their. It wasn't the waitress Corolla. outfit. It was like bright red uh, oh, leather this is a and thing, then. yeah, it was bright red leather, and on the yeah, side, her fucking yeah. pocketbook that was like. Uh, a whole briefcase was just attached to the top half of this, like, chest plate suit that she had on. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. Imagine if this, mo- if this movie had ambition, mm-hmm. like, like what it could have done. Like, because every time you woke up, it was like a different dystopia, and that would be so interesting and visually at least there was the one scene where they were on like the subway of like triplets or whatever there was a lot of twins on this on the subway yeah. uh I, I didn't really know what was going on there but that was an interesting moment uh this movie felt like i shotgunned a bottle of dayquil um yeah honestly. I, I i don't know what was going on it, it was so mumbly everyone was just kind of mumbling everything uh i couldn't quite follow it yeah um Uh, i feel seemed to matter like scene to scene there was a scene i love when movies have a scene of uh two people talking the scene ends they leave they go somewhere else (laughs) and then the next scene they come back to talk in the same location again (laughs) That happened in the middle of this film, and I fucking lost my shit. Where he was like, that was a great session, Doc. I'll see you tomorrow. And then he goes home, sleeps, and then comes back, and the same scene happens again. It Just so much talking. Uh, I feel really bad for... Uh, how do you pronounce her name? Lagoon? Lagoon? I don't... Lagine? Ursula K. Lagine? I feel really bad for her. So the only there's only been two of her things that have been adapted into like live action film or TV, and it's Blade of Heaven, which was adapted once before this, which apparently she liked and she was involved with in 1979. Also a TV movie, though I mm-hmm. think, um, which uh, is cool. I, I kind of want to watch that and see what it is. And then Earthsea, which was adapted twice. The second time was by the Sci Fi Channel. Uh, which she uh, didn't like because it whitewashed all of her characters. And then the first time mm-hmm. by Studio Ghibli, and mm-hmm. that's a really sad story, she, apparently Hayao Miyazaki approached her and asked her if he could adapt her work in, like, the 80s. Um, and the early 1980s. So this is, like, before he even made 
any of his films, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, when did um when did uh, Cagliostro Cagliostro come out? Cagliostro's like mid eighties. Mid eighties. If it's in the eighties at all, then he hadn't made a single movie yet. And apparently, then she saw My Neighbor Totoro, and she's like, "Actually, this dude gets it. Mm-hmm. I want him to make my movie." And then uh, he couldn't do it, so he gave it to his son, which is considered the single worst Studio Ghibli movie ever made. Oh, uh, oh and... um, I my apologize. Uh, Seventy nine is Cagliostro. Okay, so he had made one film then. Yeah, I don't know, it's before uh, Nausicaa. Um, I don't. I think if if he had made Nausicaa, she'd be like, "Yes, please make it right now," because mm-hmm. Nausicaa's really good. Yeah. Uh, but he gave it to his son and his son didn't want to to direct and he did a bad job with it. And she like was very kind and was like, it looks really good visually, but it's not a really good adaptation of my book. Um, and she was disappointed that, uh, Hayao didn't, didn't, uh, how come, uh, how come Goro Miyazaki doesn't make, um, good ones. He's made. Yeah, he really doesn't. He's made three two of them well he doesn't want to be a director right yeah he, he was that like the a whole thing is that he's gardener like fucking forced into this oh my god i think his second movie i think it's from up on poppy hill mm-hmm. i think that's what it is i believe that one's pretty well regarded i think that people kind of like that one but earthsea i think is their worst film and uh uh the newest one is not good it it could be good but it's not <laughs> it's not good I haven't Originally. seen it. It's a Earwig and the Itch. The Witch. Yeah. Not good. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask if anyone's familiar really with uh, uh, Ursula's work. Me and Ursula go no. back. I can call her Ursula. <laughs> oh, not, not really. Yeah, me neither. Well. Yeah. This is, oh, this is one this that's, is good that's content. M- <laughs> I, um, I wish I knew anything, but no. Well, I just scrolled up on her Wikipedia page from where I was at, and apparently... Um, uh, David Mitchell, the author of Cloud Atlas, is heavily inspired by her work, so I think I probably need to check that out. Interesting. Yeah, specifically are the Earthsea books. Yeah, Earthsea um, kind of sounds kind of cool. I might check that out. Yeah, uh, she also inspired Orson Scott Card. Mm, well, uh, so, so that's you know. Yeah, but also Neil it. Gaiman, which I don't know. I don't oh. know. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I gotta say, I really don't have much to say about this movie. <laughs> no, uh, I think we said everything we needed to yeah, say I, about I, it. I spent, I spent, yeah, I spent most of my time just uh, figuring out where the fuck to start in the Gundam franchise, and <laughs> <laughs> how to proceed. I guess after this beginning, uh, that's is, like that's always such a know. crazy time when you're like, I want to get invested in a new thing. Where do I start? There's so much right. here. Like, what's what Especially your... when it's not like super clear cut. What's your yeah. trepidation with just watching it in release order from the beginning? Uh, nothing, nothing really. It's actually kind of the way you sort of do watch it anyway. I think. Uh-huh. I think it's just sort of like figuring out like what all the different. I think it's just kind of figuring out what all the shit is. Like what not what... to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Because some stuff was made sort of later, that, you know, isn't in is you know there's all these different continuities and then some stuff does, you know, was made later, uh, that right. takes place earlier in that certain continuities timeline or whatever. So, that's, kinda... yeah, for me, like 
when I'm whenever I'm dealing with a franchise that's like expansive like that, I always opt for like real world chronology just because I feel like even if something was made later but it ta- it takes place earlier, I always am like, yeah, but like it was made it was made with the context of that stuff already existing. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like how you would never tell someone to watch the Star Wars prequels first because the Star Wars prequels are informed by the fact that they are prequels and not the originals. Mm-hmm. So like I'm always like, yeah, yeah, I the second time. Second time you watch through, <laughs> then it's when you, you mess with shit. I'd watch Enterprise before I watch original series if I ever go through Star Trek again. Um you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. But that's just my advice. Just just watch it all in order. I mean, if you that find is pretty it. much what I'm doing. It's just, again, I don't even know, like, what... Just trying to find a list of, like, what Gundam stuff... I don't know. It's a very daunting thing. I just never yeah. really, like, looked at a list of Gundam. It's like, oh, Jesus. I'm looking up Gundam. Because there's a lot I of stuff that came out in the 80s that, like... I'm looking at I think wasn't in the movies. I don't know. It's crazy. A lot of robots, though. I, yeah, Max, I mean, I'm sorry, Max. Max, shit. That's that's Robot Godzilla. Uh huh. No. Mecha Godzilla. Do you guys like that line? It's a good line. <laughs> it, uh, whatever. I don't. It it's it it's so stupid. I love it. Great line. Sometimes I wish lines weren't delivered as though they were important. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And very much like a lot more... If they were running away and he was just being a pedantic asshole saying, actually, you know, that's Mechagodzilla? I think I'd like that line a lot better. Interesting. Mm. I get you. Yeah, technically it's not a robo or whatever. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, like that would be a little bit better. Just don't treat it like it's important or cool because... I mean, you know. Yeah. I think you have to treat it like you're too cool for it. You know what I mean? It's the balance. Like, don't treat it like, oh, this is corny dog shit. But I don't know if we need to, like, linger on it like it's momentous. See, yeah. I don't know if we talked about this on the show or not. But I'm at the point in my media consumption where, like, I almost am welcoming. We've gotten so much, like like beating around the bush about how things are dumb and nerdy that sure. when we get when we get someone saying no that's mecha i'm like hell yeah lean into it that's why justice league jack slander justice league just worked on so many levels with for me because it was just at the point where i was like i was like yeah i want i want you to buy into your shit now i don't need you to like not call them the scarlet witch i don't need that anymore we just just go and lean into it <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't disagree. I'm just saying yeah. I think, like, I just don't think we, I don't know. I just, again, I just think sometimes it's the delivery and sort of, like, the, you know. Yeah, what are people? I think, because I think there's a way you can do it where it's sort of goofy and, like, earnest. Mm-hmm. And I think those are always kind of, like, I don't know, goofy because they're, like, trying to be something that's not, you know? Like, it's trying yeah. to be cool. I don't know. Just It's okay if it's goofy, you know? That's my thing. I, I think that, sometimes right. it's very like, like it's delivered. Like he's letting them. I don't know. He's delivering like terminal news to him or something. You know, <laughs> it's just weird. No, yeah, that's mecha. Like that's not. I don't know. 
Yeah. That's just my thing, though, man. You know? Um. Yeah, I'm looking at a list of Gundam things in this one. Uh, there's something called uh, Awakening of the Trailblazer. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Uh, okay. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Uh, Iron-Blooded... Mobile Suit Gundam, Iron-Blooded Orphans. <laughs> oh, I heard that's uh, good? Or yeah, bad? Yeah, apparently I've, pretty good. I heard one of the... Yeah, some... I've heard reactions of that. In some negative or positive uh, space. I can't remember. But I've heard of that one. Mobile Suit Gundam MS Igloo 2 Gravity Front. Okay, that sounds like something that I'm into. I think the Igloo ones are weird. Hmm. I don't yeah. know. There's like the I think their animation the style was strange or something. <laughs> I don't right, know what aren't... that means. Hold on, I'm looking up Gundam Igloo. Gundam Igloo. This is. Can we? Are we gonna keep going with this? Are this we is... a Gundam? Are we a Gundam? No, uh, that's the problem. I would sure. love to be, but we're not. Oh, this <laughs> looks weird. We're just gonna be looking. Yo, does Latha Heaven have a lot of goddamn Exorcist Two vibes? Now that I'm looking at this movie. There's yeah, just a lot of yeah. people laying down. Oh, we did mention that, right? The hypnotism. We did the, the talk about that. Connection. Yeah. And it's just a lot of people trying to get into like dreams using machines. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's about none a of that shit in Gundam, though. Wait, did Pat? I tell? Wait, hold on. Is this the time to um uh. to pitch my uh my fighting game? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Ready? Okay, it's called Cambion. Uh, and uh, scientists are trying to bridge the gap between the divine and humanity. Uh, and there's like a secret, there's a secret religious cult, like science, uh, like thing, where they uh, experiment to inject a man with uh, like a distilled divine spirit because they're trying to make like a demi angel um but the experiment fails and it creates uh like a half demon uh and the demon that embodies this first man is named zacharias razor tongue um and he like you know goes on a, a killing spree to collect soul energy and then sets up like a lair underneath New York. Uh, and, you know, 50 years go by and he's building up this army of evil. Uh, and then he, you know, uh, makes his, his big presence known to the world. And all these guys are, are uh, fighting him. And that's like where you get all the characters from this, for this like... This fighting game? This fighting game, yeah. There's Because other people have been making, like, half angels to, like, combat this guy. And then he brings, like, this other demon. Um, so I have... I have... Uh, a cup. I have seven... I have eight characters for it. Uh, you have your two main villains. Zacharias... Uh, no, I actually renamed him here. Zacharias... <laughs> Zacharias Limbo and Immolatia Lust. Are you just reading from a sheet that you wrote on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the two the two half angels that they have to like combat them is is Paladin Spear and Divine Fury. Uh, there's a couple military people. There's Colonel Struggle Harder 
and uh, Major Cress Dynamia. Uh, I figure that there's got to be a Van Helsing. So we have Bree Van Helsing in there. Uh, and then there's a werewolf named Jackson. Uh, I think Frankenstein's going to be there. We need like a vampire, a mummy, a lizard. <laughs> That's really out. That's really it. Man, we're only at minute 50, and we got like 20 minutes of content here. What are we going to do with this? Would you you not play that game, that fighting game with these colorful characters? They might play it. but These are just the characters from book one. Like, we're not even deep into this yet. I might play that, but there's a distinct difference between playable fighting game and listenable podcast content. <laughs> well, I mean, that's really all we all have to say about uh, Lathe of Heaven. Am I right? Do we want to wrap it up here? We legitimately only are going to have a half hour long episode. <laughs> no, we're going to have a 50 minute episode. <laughs> What are you going to cut it out? I dare you. I dare you to cut it out. <laughs> okay. Look like a fucking kid took some scissors to a piece of paper when I'm done with it. Goo grade. Oh, Jesus Christ. None? None. No goo in this one. Uh, this... And zero. Uh, yeah, oh, we forgot to talk about Lady Godiva. Who, who oh cares? Oh my god. <laughs> who gives a shit? I don't she, think, have we mentioned any characters' names once this entire I don't remember movie? any of their names. It was Orr. Lucas Haas plays George Orr. George Orr. I remember George Orr. Now that you're saying it, George Orr is pretty funny. And Heather, Heather Lalachi. Uh, Did you write this down? Yeah, I'm looking at some notes. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Okay. Out of five. Uh, okay, let's just keep. Let's just keep. We'll keep talking about the movie in between these segments. Yeah. <laughs> Out of five new dystopias. Um. There's a basement in this movie. You forgot him. He goes in a basement in the beginning. Mm. Base da- basement counter. One. Oh, one we, basement. You know what? We, uh, we Dave, have David Strathairn's watch in this movie is fucking cool. Oh, the one that's like over the sweater. Yeah, it's yeah. like just a leather strap with like a <laughs> like, like a, a fucking nineteenth century device. Yeah, I that's cool. He is like legitimately the only part of this movie where I was like, ah, oh, whenever he was on screen, I just kind of you just kind of looked at him. Remember you know? how he was like, you know, therapist is the rapist. Yeah, he had. <laughs> yeah, and he kept bringing that up. Oh, we didn't the... read the quote. What's oh, the fuck. The Lathe of Heaven. Read it. Uh, here we go. The title is from the writings of Zheng Zhu. Okay, I'm not going to get into this. Where is it? To understand... <laughs> I'm not going to butcher any pronunciation. Specific... It's just from a book. It's quoted chapter three. Uh, to let understanding stop at what cannot be understood is a high attainment. Those who cannot do it will be destroyed on the Lathe of Heaven. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Something to chew on. But apparently it's a total uh, mistranslation. And uh, China 
there was no uh, lathes. Did, yeah, they didn't have lathes around the time that that dude wrote whatever <laughs> it was supposed to be translated from. So, I wonder yeah, if the, if if whatever it's supposed to be is noticeably different. Um, yeah, I don't see there's any better translation here. So. Yeah, right. If it's just the lathe part, then I, I mean, guess it's the probably fact that just it's a like tool is yeah, really the tool. Needed. Yeah, yeah, a tool right. of heaven or something like that. A tool of heaven. A shaper of heaven. You will be destroyed by a shape. Like yeah. Tool, tool of heaven what if like what it, what does the band tool look like when they play in heaven i don't know will they <laughs> see those are the questions that you ask yourself the big questions this movie's making us is yeah. tool gonna go to heaven <laughs> is, is tool going email to us <laughs> yeah will you have tool a... go to heaven will tweet tool us to heaven. yeah all tweet good us what tools you go to heaven <laughs> just all tools go to heaven yeah. Hashtag, hashtag sauce leads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, every when your drill dies, it's going. Uh, it's going to heaven. When drill dies, oh fuck. <laughs> tool banned. No, I didn't want tool used by animals. Is a thing on here. Um, who's in tool? Danny, Danny Carey, <laughs> Jones, Manyard, Manyard, James Keenan. It's a good name. <laughs> Uh, any cool album names? What are their album names called? Anima. One of those. One of their albums is called Anima, but it's A E like that, like the weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fear Inoculum. Released to widespread clip. Is Tool good? You were just bitching about how this is unlistenable too. <laughs> Do a a listen. <laughs> and now you're just reading off Tool. People really like Tool, I think. I want to know if Tool's good. They have progressive, psychedelic, and art rock. That sounds cool. Is, is Tool cool? <laughs> yeah, email us. Is Tool is a good t- band? And then two, are they good to go to heaven? <laughs> are the two mutually exclusive? If you're a good band, you but, automatically get into heaven? Or hmm. I don't or know. What? What's the criteria there? I bet If that's the case, I bet a lot of bad people are going to go to heaven. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, uh, I'm not kidding. Out of that. out of five, <laughs> out of five rubber rain hoods, uh, out of five James Con brain machines, out of five James Con not speak, no one's voice braces above like a zero decibels. Yeah. Everyone's fucking asleep. James Con fighting through hours of insomnia or something i don't know the more we talk about the less i remember in my notes i put i am so sleepy (laughs) (laughs) everyone's whispering to each other fucking jesus christ get a monster on set or something this is a one and a one and a half stars Uh, you see that lady who boiled the uh monster into butter or something (laughs) (laughs) No, some fucking demented, insane person on TikTok like made monster butter, <laughs> like bread on toast or something. Uh, it was disgusting. You, what are you talking monster about? Butter you, is yeah, what like is, the energy what drink. What are you doing? Oh. No, I know. It just. It... Oh, did you think I meant like a I little gremlin? Like no. they, she took the butter from, like she. <laughs> compressed a real creature into a Dean. butter 
Monster butter. <laughs> when you said monster butter, I was like, "That's how did she get a monster?" How monster she... butter, the sequel to Monster Hunter. I'm sorry that uh, that's I I didn't know what I was processed. My brain wasn't working. Can you make monster butter in Monster Hunter? Probably. Hey, yeah. Why not? Oh shit! Oh, shit. Right at the fucking end. <laughs> God damn it. Not even the bot could listen to this anymore. <laughs> the recording bot was like, nah. Did we put this out? Yeah, this is a great episode of our podcast. Um, what was everyone else's ratings? Two. I don't know. Um, David Strathairn is hot in it. <laughs> James Conn has a beard. I don't know. Two. Dan, it's down to you. I don't even. I feel unqualified to give this a rating. <laughs> um, hmm. What would Austin Powers give it? It it wouldn't have made him very randy. <laughs> That's the only reason he watches movies is to get horny. Yeah, he's like, this one wasn't very randy, babe. <laughs> there you go. There it is. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> My God. I don't want somebody to do it. You've been waiting all, all the whole episode for someone to do a, a Austin Powers. Yes, I was. And now, end of episode. <laughs> uh, uh, one and a half. Okay. Okay. Favorite uh, no, scene? two? I don't know. Everyone's pants are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> What's everyone's favorite scene? Jesus Christ. Can we all unanimously pick one favorite scene? Um, I like the scene where it looked like they were gophers fucking in the ground. Me too. Uh, great job. Great pick, Roxy. I don't remember that scene, but I definitely like it the best. Yeah, it's your favorite too. We all love what it. What other scenes are there? It's uh, literally the same scene over. Oh, oh yeah, this I like the scene. Crazy. I like the scene where he says goodbye, doctor, and then goes home yeah. and then comes back. That's my favorite scene. <laughs> there it is. Um. Please tell us you have yeah, questions. Yeah, baby. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> please tell us you have questions. Please tell <laughs> us you have comments. And please tell us you have concerns. I hope you have concerns. Give if us you an got email. Through this, this is why we don't have anyone listening to this. Because <laughs> they, they tried episode one and they're like, "No, nah, thank you." <laughs> Give us an email at it came from basement at gmail dot com. Uh, if you would like, check out our website at itcamefromabasement.com. It's your hub for all things ICFAB. Give us a follow on Twitter. We're doing a lot of fun stuff over there. Um, join our Discord server if you dare. Uh, Twitter Patreon... sucks. <laughs> yeah. Patreon.com slash I want to write like a basement. fucking essay about Twitter. You should. I'd read That's it. the worst. We could read Sorry. it on the on the show. <laughs> Only if uh, I can read it in Jim Kirk's voice. Oh my god, yeah. No, it's, I'm joking. Keep going. Uh, we could, we give you bonus episodes. We have a whole new system of how you can tell us what to watch uh, on bonus episodes. We have Our bonus uh, stuff is pretty good. Our bonus stuff is very fun and engaging. We have commentaries. We have fun movies. We have wacky choices. Uh, go listen to our Gooby episode 
which is, I believe, a free preview on our main feed. Um, um, it I is wet and wild. That one's pretty wet and wild. I think. Uh, I still think the best episode we ever put out is Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2, though. I don't really remember oh. what we said in that episode. Wait, but... we did a Twilight episode? Oh, we did. Okay. Yeah, it's did our longest thing we've ever put out. It's like two and a half hours long. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. We I remember did we going fucking about... nuts about that movie. We what were, did we talk we were about? We all crazy. I liked our Troll 2 episode was pretty wacky. Our Troll 2 episode is pretty good, too. Um, yeah. We liked Phantom of the Paradise a lot. That was yeah. kind of fun. Um my gosh yeah we had we did good ones i can't wait until we have to review master of disguise or mm. maybe heat we'll see <gasps> it's in the list isn't it it's in the list liz said that if they get picked first which they're going to have to because they're the only person who submitted anything yet uh to just make their pick heat just oh, do it shit. so we're gonna Are do we talking it about heat oh jesus christ we might have a heat episode you know heat's a pretty good movie Shut the fuck up, you fucking! <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. What? It's a pretty. I like what the fuck. It's a pretty good movie. <laughs> it's like a pretty. It's a pretty good movie. I think it's a, like a. I think it's a well-made film. <laughs> Shut. <laughs> I happen to enjoy that one. I can't wait to the heat episode, and we're all bracing ourselves for like. Two hours of like passionate conversation. We talk. We like, just nod. It's like what? an audible nod. Yeah, he's like he's pretty good. I think he was good. Yeah, <laughs> we're just like shaking our heads for twenty minutes, and then that's the episode. It's the yeah. only. It's the only visual episode of our show, and it's just us like. <laughs> and it's just heat, but with. Can we? It should this? just be heat. We should just show heat. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's our episode of heat, and it's. It makes you feel hot, like you have a fever. Because <laughs> that's how I feel when we record these episodes. <laughs> Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating and review. Uh, be as honest as you'd like. Uh, oh, please don't. Uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, nah, I, Stitcher. I would like to thank Nick Vittori for our artwork and Mike Wood for our theme song. Next time, we are watching 2003's the revolting dead directed by michael sue it's available to rent on prime if you would like to watch along with us do you know what's after the revolting dead y'all do you know what the thing is after that uh (laughs) kingdom hospital series disc three episodes uh eight to eleven fuck i was really hoping we weren't gonna have to watch that again Nope, that's coming up. You know what's going to suck even worse? Watching those now is it's going to be predicated on all the stuff we don't remember having watched. Oh, and then we watched two years ago. In addition to the stuff we didn't watch, right? Like on top, it's not even just going to be the stuff we didn't watch. It's going to be the stuff we didn't watch plus all the stuff we did watch, having no idea what was going on, and now don't remember because we watched it like two years ago. So yeah, so we didn't watch the first four episodes of that show. We watched the middle eight of that show, <laughs> forgot about it, and now we're going to have to watch the end or whatever. I can't believe it. And we still have another disc after that, too. Yeah. Two more discs. Anyway, please put me on my misery. <laughs> uh, remember, friends, 
that'll that'll do us for this time uh, in the basement. Why don't you go? On, why don't you walk up those stairs and get some get some fresh air while while you're out there? Uh, remember. Yeah, take a look around. Yeah, yeah. Remember, friends. Dwell 